Hey, Mike, it's September. Uh, is anything going on this month? September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So for the fifth month, no, fifth year in a row, fifth month, <laughs> it feels like it sometimes, the fifth year in a row, uh, we are joining together with the wonderful folk over at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to support their life-saving work. Their mission is that no child will die from cancer. And with your support, we'll be one step closer to that day. One cure closer, one child closer. Uh, every year here at Relay FM, we come together as a community, both uh, all of our hosts, even on our related programming, like the Accidental Tech Podcast, and along with all of our listeners, to turn our attention to the life-saving work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Around the world, an estimated 400,000 children are diagnosed with cancer each year. Curing childhood cancer is a tremendous undertaking, and St. Jude needs our help. The generosity of donors everywhere supports cutting-edge research that saves lives and ensures that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Quite frankly, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital won't stop until no child dies from cancer, no matter where they live, but they cannot do it without your help. It's expensive. It is complicated. And St. Jude need donations. So you can go to stjude.org slash relay. You can find out more and you can donate there. Because of its supporters, St. Jude can provide children with cutting-edge treatments that are not covered by insurance at no cost to families. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. The one thing that they can focus on, the one thing that is left for them to focus on, is their child, which is the most important thing. And I hope that you will remember this. I think it's something that doesn't get spoken about enough but all of September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and it's one of the reasons why we joined together during this month with the fine folk over at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to ask you to please donate to them. Uh, we are so incredibly grateful for the generosity of our listeners who over the last five years have donated over $2 million to the kids of St. Jude. And this year, we're looking to get to $2.5 million and hopefully even further. Um, and we want to give you some uh, some reasons to donate for yourself, you know, because everybody loves a treat. Am I right, Casey? Oh, who doesn't love a treat? I mean, come on. Casey loves a treat. We all love treats. And if you donate, if you make an individual donation of $60 or more, you will receive a digital bundle of Relay FM wallpapers and screensavers. The screensaver made by James Thompson is amazing. There's going to be a new version this year. Last year's was bananas. This year is even more so. I say bananas. James is known for bananas. I mean, just wild. <laughs> uh, if you make an individual gift of $100 or more, you will also receive the 2023 sticker pack on top of these digital gifts. When you make a donation, this is super important, click the blue search employer button on the donation summary page. This way, you will be able to check if your employer offers a matching gift program. Because if they do, you'll get some uh, details emailed to you of some instructions, and then you can have a match credited to our campaign total. This is very helpful because if you work for a big enough employer that offers uh, matching gift programs for charity donations, you could double your donation, which is incredible. If you want to get more hands on yourself, you can also set up your own fundraising campaign to help us reach our goals this year while also earning exclusive Relay FM merchandise for you. Fundraisers who raise at least $1 will receive a 2023 face-off edition of the Relay FM for St. Jude Challenge coin, and fundraisers raising $250 or more will receive an incredible desk mat. Uh, you need to go to stjude.org slash relay and see it for yourself. And new for this year, the top 50 fundraisers at the end of the campaign will receive a limited edition Relay FM for St. Jude tote bag. I know there's a lot of information here. 
We're going to be talking about it throughout the month, but here on Analog, we only get the one shot to talk about it, so you're getting all of the info. Uh, please go to stjude.org slash relay to donate and find out more about fundraising. That is stjude.org slash relay to learn more and donate today. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. With your support, we'll be one step closer to that day. One cure closer, one child closer. This month and every month, let's cure childhood cancer together. So let me, I was, I was paging through the uh, list of donors on the Tiltify website, which is where, you know, the donations are actually collected. And uh, uh, two people, it, it appears to be a couple, donated some money. And the message reads, for our name, mommy and daddy love you. There's never a day that we don't think about you. We miss you so much that it hurts. We will always carry you in our hearts. Mm-hmm. I don't know the story here. Wouldn't surprise me if this was a poor child that that did not win their fight against childhood cancer. And that's truly awful. Like, I cannot fathom this. Yeah, we see a number of those um, kinds of donations. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. It kills me, but it also encourages me to it's, keep and that's doing exactly, this. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Look, your $20 or $10 or $5 or $1 or hundreds of dollars or thousands is also okay, but you never know. That money could be what it takes to figure out that cure. You, I mean, I know I probably sound silly or or flippant, but you never know. You never know. And don't be afraid just because the top donor is $7,500, which is amazing. Don't be afraid to donate $750 or $0.75, cents, like whatever. It doesn't matter. Donate anything. And so this way... There are no more families that have to have messages like that. Yep. Please consider donating whatever you can and match if you, an even better match if you can. It's stjude.org slash relay. There is like a funny thought of like St. Jude's ultimate goal is to no longer need to be around. Right. <laughs> they, would, they would like to get rid of themselves. Let's, yep. help. Let's help get rid of St. Jude. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a strange thing, but like that's it, right? If you do that. Yeah. Like everything else has been taken care of. Yep. Podcastathon is coming back from September twenty set it's not from on <laughs> it was kind of from this year actually. It is kind of from actually. Uh, on Friday, September twenty second, we will be starting to stream over at twitch.tv slash relay fm at twelve PM, so noon US Eastern time to twelve AM. U.S. Oh Eastern word. Time. We're doing a 12-hour podcast-a-thon for the first time ever. So please come and check us out. So that's noon to midnight, U.S. Eastern Time on September 22nd. Get your calculators and your slide rules out to work out what that means in where you live. Uh, but that's the time that we're going to be uh, doing our podcast-a-thon live from the campus at St. Jude. It's going to be Mike versus Stephen as the theme this I year. Am- excited for this hence the graphic of the the desk map so basically what we've learned over the last few years is people seem to really like it when we have challenges so the entire podcast is challenges and let me tell you right now (laughs) this thing like if you've ever tuned in before you will have seen like year over year the production gets better this year is like next level we have a set designer who's helping us with the podcast on this thing that is Incredible! I yeah. am so excited. Mike, it's going to be Mike wild. Has told me, yeah, Mike has told me very little about this, and and that's okay. I I am also excited to be surprised by all this. But yeah, twelve hours, twelve, twelve hours, hours. and you'll have a few special guests, right? Mm-hmm. Because Adina will be joining you, as far yep. as I know, and yep. and the Hackett clan. I'm sure at least yep, some of them gonna will be, be there. 
Yep. And then you have some other special guests. Yes. Because of the nature of the points scoring activities, we're going to be having some adjudicators, judges, participants, however you'd like to, de- to describe them. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jason Snell and Kathy Campbell, who have both helped out a lot in previous podcasts on campaigns. Jason's always put on a great game. Kathy helps a lot behind the scenes, as well as doing the co-founder quiz for us. So we're going to be having our first in-person guests, which is also a little bit of a test of how to make that work to maybe hopefully do more of this in the future. So continuing to level up with the podcast I've done, and I really hope that you'll join us um, on Friday, September 22nd from 12 to 12 Eastern time. Yep, I'm so excited. And and for the record, if you've never, you know, tuned in, the podcastathon is a beautiful disaster. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean, that's it's just all that's that's right? that's what it's meant to be, you know. <laughs> right? It's just it's it's such a delightful mess because there is no control when you have something going on for eight to twelve hours straight. Like there, no matter how hard you try, and my goodness, do the Saint the Saint Jude team, the All Sack, do I have that right? The All Sack team. Mm-hmm. They try so hard. Mike and Steven and the whole relay team try so hard, but it's always going to be a little bit of a mess. And it's a beautiful, beautiful mess. And it's so exciting and so much fun. And don't feel like you are com- committed or compelled to view it for 12 straight hours. Come in and out as your day allows. I mean, have us on in the background all day if that's your if that's your bag. You know, we'll be there. We could be, you know, we'll be able to like talk to you if you like, but uh just drop in and out. Yeah, and and for the record, this is a family-friendly broadcast so yep. you know un- as long as i'm not there you can be you can be sure that nothing bad will happen so uh feel free to just have it on as background noise i am very excited now when are you are when are you trying to get over to memphis when does that whole process i don't like start? the way you phrase that <laughs> well, i don't want to jinx you i don't want to jinx you because if i'm like when are you arriving in memphis then then the universe is like oh really hey look very early like we're leaving like a week before because i've had issues every single time i've tried to make this trip mm-hmm. yeah so i think that makes a lot of sense so i'm fully expecting to spend a night on each side you know maybe one in, maybe we'll be in dallas again we're always in dallas so maybe we'll be in dallas <laughs> we have like absolute Yeehaw. like hotels we stay at restaurants we go to in these places i just know them now it's happened so <laughs> many times Oh, that's not good at all. I I, I hope that's not, a, not 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 an issue. And and the the chat room is very perturbed to me by saying trying. I'm trying to anti jinx here. I'm trying to not jinx because if I say, oh, when are you arriving in Memphis? That's Unquestionably, you know without, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, so, I don't know. In any case, so you'll be going uh, about a week ahead of time. That's very exciting. And yeah, it allows us to settle in. We have like two days of rehearsals that we do now. Um, to, to just get everything ready like one is a tech rehearsal one is like a let's just check this thing works kind of rehearsal mm-hmm. um this is we split these up we used to do like just like the one rehearsal the day before but we would inevitably find some kind of technological issue that would take an entire day to resolve and so now we're kind of splitting those up a little bit to try and make that a little bit of an easier more comforting process for everyone and so we have mm-hmm. a couple of days to really kind of get everything settled in um, so yeah, it's going to be a busy time, uh, but I am, as always, really looking forward to it. There's always like a point in the campaign where I turn a corner where I'm like terrified of it to then looking forward to it. And I am now in the very much looking forward to it phase. It kind of depends on like, at what point are we feeling confident in the production? That's when it starts mm-hmm. to turn that corner, you know, like when we have content kind of roughed out. 
when we have like personnel roughed out and like we're starting to like pull the plan together then it's like all right now i can be excited about it and not just like be scared of it and this is also a thing what that that the all team make gentle fun of with me that throughout <laughs> the entire month i oscillate wildly emotionally mm-hmm. so i'm either like super anxious or terrified or thinking we're not going to meet our goals and then i'm like then i get overconfident and I'm like, let's go for 10 million. You know, like I, I always get like, why not? I, I, I kind of oscillate between these two poles. Um, mm-hmm. And as our wonderful liaison Jill at Allsack says, is that I wear, which I wear my emotions on my face or something that she said to me recently. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's fair. That, that's probably fair for me as well. Well, I'm happy to report, Mike, that it is a scant 817 miles or 12 hours and two minutes if you need somebody to swoop in and save the day. So what you're saying is if we need like a big like finale, you could start driving as soon as right. soon as we start. Me, you can keep me awake and keep we me entertained. We could call you in and be like, so we're just reporting Where in. Where's Casey now? Oh, I like this. <laughs> but that's what we should do. You ready for a 12-hour drive? I w- honestly, I would do it. If the, if, yeah, I don't, <laughs> and I you know miss it? Not... Like, we'd be <laughs> sweeping up, you know? <laughs> we could do, as, as Kate is saying, we could do a car cast. I am not above this. I am not I, I am not know. asking to do this, but I am also not above this. So. Car casts are a terrible idea. I can tell you yeah, that eight, much. I, what, what, when have you ever done one, Mike? What would you know? Mm, uh, I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, no, but 817 miles. Could you circle the uh, island that you live upon like three times in 817 miles? Is that how it works? I mean, I've never even bothered looking at something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how far away Scotland is. Like, why would I need to know that? You know what I mean? It's just it is where it is, and I am where I am. And if I need to get there, I'll get there. But I don't need to know. There's there's got to be a website where you can overlay like using Google Maps like one country on the other and I every t- I feel like I found this at one point and I am always surprised as much as I love to make fun of your wee island nation that actually you know the, the island that you are upon is is quite a bit larger than I give it credit for so I shouldn't poke fun but I cannot resist well the but coastline around Great Britain is eleven thousand miles so suck it no way yeah seriously yeah, that's what it says. Wow, that is quite a lot further than 800. This might not be right. This might not be right. This is like a thing that Google's telling me. I don't know what it's Golly. saying here. I mean, I I buy it, especially since it's all the you know the craggly bits, which is not unique to Britain. You know, all all coastlines are in and out and up and down and so on and so forth. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, just let me know at noon on Friday, September twenty second, if I need to get in the car and start driving. So. Uh, my, my, I am at your service. My body is ready. My body is not ready. I, I really wish I had a good answer to that now. Because <laughs> oh, like, you like, know, Google gives you those snippets and it says here, the coastline around Great Britain is 11,000 miles, but when calculated again, we get 3,000 miles. So what is it then? What is it? You know, why is that what you're giving me? Why is that the snippet? The internet is bad. So here, here we go. So Kate is, is uh, saving the day. Official researcher. Is that right? Kate, uh, historian, historian, whatever. Uh, uh, Kate has has said that it's thirteen hours from London. No, that's not around the coast. No, that I understand. is just I driving understand. from like the tips. That's a different thing. That's not what you said. You you made reference to how long it would take to drive around our entire nation. Uh, sure, but I was I was being a snarky idiot American. Now this is a much better comparison, which is to say, how far is it to go from London? Which is not quite the the bottom tip of the island. Yeah, that's three hundred and seventy five miles to like just to actually to. I don't even know what this is. Everything that I'm Googling is failing me. 
<laughs> well, suffice to say, if you drive from London to the very, very tippy top, apparently it's 13 hours, eight minutes or 683 miles. So okay. about 150 miles less. Fewer, whatever. <sighs> anyway, well, uh, we, we can we can or try to quarterback this and orchestrate this. Not really, because so I really don't tip, want to be in the car the for 12 tip, hours. The two tips that are known mm-hmm. in the UK, one is Land's End and one is John O'Groats. Like these are the, like the, that is the two furthest areas from each other, right? Uh huh. That is eight hundred thirty-seven miles. Oh, so that's that's about the same. Because yeah. I say, so eight, what about that, what are you saying about our tiny nation now? <laughs> that's what I was trying to tell you. I keep I keep making fun of you guys, but you're much bigger than I give you credit for. So and important, we have an outsized importance considering the size of our country. You know what I'm saying? Yes, let's Dwindling go. With that. all the time, but still for now. <laughs> still for now, it's important. You know, Microsoft changed their entire deal for buying Activision because the UK got involved. You know, and it looks like eventually, because our government's stupid, iMessage will fall apart. You know, that's still on the horizon for us. Oh, I'm God, looking forward I'm, to that happening. You know, I am Any not day now. excited about that. Any I'm not day excited now. about that at all. No, they'll just oh, cut us go. off okay. and send us out into the ocean. Hey, well, but you guys at least have healthcare, so you got that going for us. Hey, mm-hmm. thetruesize.com. I can't attest to whether or not this is geographically accurate, but thetruesize.com. So you can type in United Kingdom, and you can put that overlay on the East Coast of the United States. And the UK basically covers South Carolina to the, to the bottom of South Carolina to the tip of Pennsylvania. So unfortunately, well, it's, it's, it's bigger than one would think, but still not that particularly big. Uh, but the problem is, what we, we're talking about is an east-west corridor. This is more of a north-south re- representation, so uh, not the best analogy, but you can get the idea. We have a thing at the moment, Casey, in the UK, like I just saw someone made reference to it, which is just like very strange to me that like we have this thing with schools being made out of these certain types of concrete beams that have risk of falling in. Like this is a thing that is oh, monopolizing everybody's attention in the United Kingdom. Not for good re- not for bad or good reason. I'm just saying like it's just like a thing that I keep seeing headlines about all the time. So that's like the current that's like the current issue we're dealing with here. There was like oh, a oh. concrete beam that fell in on, on a school. I think it was just one as far as I'm aware. But now it's like, oh, we should probably check all of these. And then there's a question of like, what's safe, what's not safe. It's like a whole mess. That doesn't sound good at all. So are the kids out of school then? It depends. I mean, what are you really going to do about that, right? <laughs> like, I know. Goodness. There are there are some schools, I think, that have closed. It's it's like a whole thing. It, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I can understand. That, that's That's tough. Uh, so it turns out you can spin the UK on the truesize.com. And I, we will put a link in the show notes to a map that I've generated where I put the bottom left to the southwest corner of the UK. That's not Dover, right? That's Wales. Or isn't that Wales down there? I don't know what don't you're know. talking about. I can't so see So look, look, look at the link. Look at the link in Discord, which we'll put in the show notes. Uh-huh. I put Memphis as, as one of the tips. And then there's some like island way off n- northeast of 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 England proper mm-hmm. or of, of Scotland, I guess, maybe, maybe. Uh, and so that's kind of sort of over Richmond and Memphis is at the Southwest tip. Yeah. But you can't drive that. So like that doesn't Well, really sure. Count. But it looks like it, it would be approximately the same as traversing your Island nation to go from the Southwest corner to the Northeast Island. And I wish I was not an ignorant American so I could use actual terms for these things. They're probably the Isle of Skye. That's probably the Isle of Skye up there that we're talking about. That, that's over Richmond. Yeah. Uh, what is this? Where's Shetland and mainland? What is yeah. this place? These are these are all like Mid parts Yell of Scotland and Yell. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah, the North Shetland Isles. Is... These are the Shetland Isles. 
I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then what's in the southwest corner? I got to scroll down here. That is probably Dalmouth and Penzance. Is that that like Pirates of Penzance? Is that that? Yeah. I mean, let's just imagine it's just full of pirates in Penzance. It's probably what it is. Uh, this geography lesson needs to stop. Why don't you tell us about something that's awesome? Everybody, I wish one to just state for the case. Oh, you were looking at the bottom left. I thought you were looking at the yeah, bottom yeah. right. Yeah, that's Wales. No, no, no. Uh, everybody failed poorly there. I think is the is the best is the best <laughs> thing to say. You know, like everyone everyone failed, and we all did a bad job. And you don't need to contact us about it. Yes, c- correct. That right? is one hundred. Imagine correct. that what you just heard was like a conversation that a couple of friends had about geography. That was what you heard. They did no research. <laughs> and so that was just how it went. Imagine if you had someone listening to all of the conversations you had with your friends about something you were clueless about, and then they would, then somebody else would send you notes about it. Think about what that would feel like, and then don't do what you were wanting to do, which is to try and correct us. <laughs> this is not so a geography true. podcast. We never claimed it was one. If it was, you could write in and tell us. Indeed, indeed. Please don't write us. Speaking of geography, this episode of Analog is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Watching Netflix (laughs) without using ExpressVPN is like playing your favorite games and not using all the power-ups available to you. Why limit yourself when there's so much more to be had? Watching Netflix without VPN basically means you're only getting the access to the, the, uh, the content that's in your country. So there's loads you could be missing out on. ExpressVPN is the key to unlocking content, and it works by letting you change where Netflix and other services think that you're located. Let's let's say let's take Netflix for example. If you're in the US, if you were able to change, you are able to change your uh, location to the UK using ExpressVPN. You could watch all of its Always Sunny in Philadelphia because we have all of that on UK Netflix. Uh, or maybe you want to watch the Shawshank Redemption. Well, that's on Canadian Netflix. You could watch Lord of the Rings on Turkish Netflix. It's as simple as opening the ExpressVPN <laughs> app, choosing the country that you want Netflix to think that you're in, just refresh, and you're done. There are so many reasons to use ExpressVPN. It has blazing fast speeds. You can stream all of this stuff in HD with zero buffering. This is something that we do, so I will be doing it when we go to Memphis. There will be some shows that we're watching at the moment I might talk about in recommendations today, and we'll want to catch up on them, and I know it's not going to work, so we will change our location in ExpressVPN back to the UK so we can catch up on the shows that we're watching. ExpressVPN is compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. I'm hoping that it will be with the Apple TV because the Apple TV is getting VPN support with mm-hmm. uh, iOS 17. Plus, they have servers in 94 different countries so you can gain access to thousands of new shows and it works with other streaming services like iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. You can stop paying full price for streaming services and only get an access to a fraction of the content and get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash analog. That is expressvpn.com slash analog to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and Relay FM. So you're going to have a busy couple of weeks, Mike. Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. September's, you know, it's a time, you know? <laughs> It's a busy time. It is indeed. Uh, so yeah, so the iPhone event is coming up. Uh, what is it? A week from today? Is that right? As we yeah, record but when this? people hear this, it's like three days. That's true. That's true. So uh, are you excited? I hear you're losing your gold. Mm. No more gold. I'm so sorry. No more gold. Gold. Yeah. If that actually turns out to be the case, I'll be pretty bummed. 
There are rumors today as well that they're going to get rid of all the leather watch bands, which also upsets me because I'm a big fan of the magnetic link bracelet or whatever they call it, leather oh, yeah. magnetic one. I reckon that this rumor might mean they're getting rid of like leather leather and they're going to change it to vegan leather. That's what I reckon mm-hmm. is going to ultimately happen. Um, because people like that kind of feeling and there's a different way to go about it. It's the way that people do it now. Um, right. Leather or vegan leather, which is also mm-hmm. complicated actually because there are some materials that are considered to be like quote-unquote vegan leather, but they're made of chemicals that are not great for the environment. This is like a thing <laughs> that I found out about when looking at notebook covers. So it's like... It's kind of like six of one, half dozen of another. You know that phrase? Yeah. Is that, that make any sense yep, to you yep, what yep. I just said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I don't know. I mean, but it depends on what your your six and half dozen are, right? Like if it is, <laughs> if you're purely, if it's not an, just an environmental thing, but you're purely focused on we shouldn't kill animals for their skin, which I don't disagree with, uh, then I can imagine that maybe you're willing to take one trade off and not another. But we'll also hope that if Apple's going to make this choice, that they will be going to some kind of... Uh, environmentally friendly option but mm-hmm. yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot to lose but i'm hoping a lot to gain uh do you have a shopping list without knowing anything like there is there anything that you have which is like i'm going to do this no matter what can we can we not because of all the people on the entire planet that i want to talk to you about the, you are the last person that why? i want to talk to about this why <sighs> michael they're talking about adding a periscope camera to only some of the phones no, it's going to be awesome. You know what, though, yes, actually? But... You know what? I'm, g- I'm going to retract what I just said. Because I heard you on ATP talk about this. And mm-hmm. there is actually nothing I want less than you getting the big phone. Why is that? <laughs> because all you will do is complain about it's how complain big the phone is. So, like, I don't want you to have it. I don't think you should be allowed. I think someone needs to stop you because you'll be like, oh, I like this camera, but oh, ah, this phone is so big so it falls big. out of my hands. Ah, it's a billboard. <laughs> like, that's going to be you. And so, like, I don't want you to have it. You don't deserve it. It's like, you don't, it's like, what is it? If you can't, <laughs> if you. Don't accept me at my big screen. You can't have me for my periscope. You know what I mean? Like that's where we are, and I don't think you deserve it. And so, uh, you know, did you? Do you guys? Do you folks over there have infomercials like we do, where you have like the George Foreman grill or some like yeah. chintzy kitchen gadget? And then inevitably, I mean, actually, the Mister Sponge, whatever it is, Mister what, what was it that you and Stephen love? The Scrub spongy Daddy. thing, Scrub Daddy. That's what I'm thinking of. And there's no, there's no downside to Scrub Daddy. It's all upside. Fair, but you know, they, they always have these like lame infomercials where somebody is like supposed to be holding a sponge, you know, a scrub daddy, and and they can't hold a sponge, but yet they like stick their fingers through the scrub daddy's eyes or something like that. Yeah. And suddenly, now they can use a sponge, no problem. But it's good. You've got to stick your fingers in the eyes. Okay, this is taking a turn I wasn't prepared for. It. But nevertheless, what's going to happen is I'm going to get this stupid big phone, and then it's just going to keep jumping out of my hands, and I'm going to look indistinguishably different than a than an idiot on an infomercial. I'm telling you right now, Casey Liss, all right? I just, I'm giving this... Do you, wear, do you put cases on your phone? You do, right? Yes. I all typically right. use the Apple leather case, actually. I genuinely recommend that you just go to the Pop Socket, Pop Socket website and just order a magnetic Pop Socket so you have it in case you... It's like training wheels. Mm. That's actually a really good point, if I'm honest with you. Because they also recently updated it, and it's now just a circle. It used to be this large oval thing. Oh, but now, yeah, yeah. like the base of the pop socket is just as big as the MagSafe ring. Uh huh. I recommend it. They're super easy to take on and off now because they're magnetic. Like, mm-hmm. 
I, I really just think that this is probably a good idea just in case. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm all talk, right? So who knows if maybe when, <laughs> when, the, when, the, when the moment happens, I'm going to look at this and be like, mm, nope. But I don't know. I really feel like it would be nice to have a little more throw on the camera, whatever the correct you know, photography term is. You know, so to be able to go a little bit further and, and get pictures from further away. And if I need to get one of the big phones in order to do it, then uh, fine, so be it. Um, I, it's not what I I would. It's, I, I'm not looking forward to it. But if that's what I need to do to get that good camera, then then like I said, then so be it. Um, Thirty dollars for a pop socket. Holy jamolies! These things are expensive. Ay 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 ay! I don't know if I like this at all. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to be in for a phone because I'm an idiot, uh, and I will probably get Erin a phone because she lives with an idiot, <laughs> and so we'll see what happens. Um, there's no chance that she would be getting a big phone. I think she would rather, you know, certainly rather keep her her existing phone or you know not have a phone than have a big one. Um, a, a good friend of mine, Brad, has one of the larger phones and. Pretty much every time I'm I'm around him, I grab his phone and just start like even screen down. Like I'm not trying to snoop on any of his stuff, but I'll grab the phone and just hold it and try to convince myself that I can have a phone <laughs> this large in my life. And you know what? As much as I love to snark and as much as I used to make fun of you for Plus Club and Max Club and so on and so forth, for all I know, I may end up really, really, really enjoying it. Like there, there, there's no reason that I wouldn't prefer this. It's it's not what I'm used to. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad as much as I love to snark on you for it. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, if the Periscope only comes to the big boy, then sign me up, daddy. I don't know what else to say. I'm very excited about a bunch of things. The thing that I am most excited about realistically, though, is getting a new Apple Watch. Oh, yes. You've been talking about this because you you what what is the current one you have? I don't recall. Whatever the current series generation is, I'm the one before oh. that. Okay, so I think Series 7, because I believe we so, did Apple Watches last year with Series 8, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, so I have an Apple... Uh, you know, I, I always forget that you can just look at the back of the watch and it tells you. Yeah, Series 7. I have the stainless steel 45mm Series 7, and uh, I am ready to update this thing for a couple of reasons. One, I'm bored of it, visually, and would like something mm-hmm. that looks different. Two, battery life is so bad. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> At hear the that. moment, most days... I get 12 hours of battery, mm, which that's is not good. It's not good, Bob. I'm not, not you know, good. Like it gets to like 9, 10 p.m. And it's like, whoa, 10% battery life. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and these are days where I've not even worked out. Like if I work out, like I just charge the thing. Like I'll just, as soon as I sit at my desk, I'll just put it on the charger. It's like, we're not getting through this. And like, you know, I do sleep tracking, but when I wake up, I put it on the charger. I have like a whole thing, Casey. All right. So this is my day. All right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning and I take my Apple Watch off. I put it on the charger. Right. Go about my day. If, I'm, if I've gone to the gym that day, then I will then have to put it on the charger when I get back to the studio. But if I haven't, I get home and it's like 9, 10 p.m. at night. The Apple Watch starts complaining. It has 10% battery life. I go to bed put it on the charger, wait for it to charge up, take it off, put it on, go to sleep and do that every single day. And like, I just, if I find it very frustrating because Adina doesn't have this. She has the small series eight. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't need to charge as much as I do. She laughs at me, Casey, about how much <laughs> I have to charge. She finds it funny when I put my Apple watch on the charger. Fair enough. Well, you know, I, I don't do sleep tracking for what it's worth. 
my watch generally does make it through the day and sometimes only just, but it does generally make it through the day. Um, but I don't do sleep tracking. I'm not against it. It's just, I keep forgetting, you know, I, I just don't do a good job of managing my charging scenario. If it's yeah. anything other than overnight, um, which again, it's a, it's a Casey problem, not a, not a watch problem or anything like that. No betas here, by the way, I never put betas on my watch just oh, to make that goodness, clear. No. No, I haven't even put it on my phone. Usually by now I've put it on my phone and I've heard the battery life is such garbage that I haven't even put it on my phone. Yet. Oh, I've had it on my phone. I haven't had these battery life problems that people are talking about. Oh, well, that's good. That's very good. In fact, and I'm enjoying the beta. I'm happy I put it on there. All right. So you're looking forward to hopefully a new Apple Watch Ultra. You well, said, it's not right? hopefully. I'm buying an Apple Watch Ultra. Like I'm going to do it. Um, mm hmm. And so I just have to hope that they do change it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because otherwise yeah. I'll be buying a watch. I don't know. Because like I've reached my end point. So like I will be buying an Apple Watch Ultra. And so I just hope that they actually do con like, do revise it. Because I don't want them to revise it in six months from now. And then, you know what I mean? Like if I yep, get yep, a yep. year out of it, I'll be fine. Like if they don't do it this time, but they do it next September, then I don't care. Like I've, I've gotten... I'll, I'll get like two years out of it. Apple Watches mm. for me are um, uh, two years minimum. That's usually what we do. We usually yeah. do two years. They, you do. It's just not needed anymore. Like this isn't. It doesn't even. It's not even a benefit for me for like doing it for my work. There's just nothing happening, right? Like, mm -hmm. which is I think is fine. I think I actually don't even think Apple should have one of these things every year. I think that every watch should be on a two-year cycle, and now they have so many models, they should just be cycling through which one of them gets the update, like mm -hmm. like they do with the iPads, basically. You know, like iPads are like 18 to 24 months, mm -hmm. and they just mm -hmm. like cycle through in like an intricate d dance which ones are getting the updates. I think they should start doing that for the Apple Watches because I just there's just uh, there's just not enough that that they can even put into the things on a yearly basis. Like it's too small. It's 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 kind of strange really. The Apple Watch I think has matured faster than the iPhone. Like the iPhone is still there's still a bunch of stuff going on. But the Apple Watch, I just think there's not a lot that they can do. I think they're best off just making more meaningful, bigger leaps every couple of years rather than like dragging it along on an annual basis, you know? I totally agree with that, but you know, Apple's going to Apple, so what are you going to do? Yeah, money, money, uh, money, 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 money. Exactly. Uh, Real-time follow-up, I have ordered a black MagSafe pop socket. It will be here Friday. Excellent. It, look, I'm not saying you'll even like that, but I will tell you it will make it easier. If anything, like even if you don't, because I do this a lot, like sometimes I'm, I don't even pull the pop socket out, but like it just, that just it being there provides an mm -hmm. additional place for my hand to, to grab onto or like for it to rest on my fingers yeah. and stuff. I think it's great because also you can watch video really easily because the phone can stand itself up. Mm -hmm. So I do that so, a lot. Uh, so I know you were justifiably, completely justifiably snarking earlier about how you don't want me to get this phone. And mm -hmm. honestly, there's probably some amount of truth to that. But sitting here now, do you think if if we do get this fancy schmancy periscope camera and if I, you know, go the mm -hmm. if I f embrace not only the big phone life, but the pop socket life, do you think I would end up enjoying this phone or do you think I'll be a baby about it for an entire year? If you go into it like pure of heart, I think you can enjoy mm -hmm. it because like there is so, there are a lot of benefits to having a bigger screen. It's sure. why you use an external display and not your laptop's display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, oh, absolutely. All, all of those benefits are present on an iPhone with a bigger screen. Like they, you get more on screen, and also like everything you're looking at is bigger or has the opportunity to be bigger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, like video is great, games are great. Uh, if you're looking at posts on mastodon right like you get more of them on the screen like 
I just think everything's better with this. Plus, you get better battery life because you can put more battery in the oh, thing. Oh, that is true. That is true. Yeah, and yeah. then you also get the benefit this time with the periscope camera, which I'm 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 like tamping my expectations for. Like, I'm cautious, mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic about how good it will be. Yeah, I think that's fair. If there will be enough pros to outweigh the inevitable cons from it. Like, I, I'm not sure about 1X, 2X, 6X, right? That's totally fair. And I've actually had similar thoughts that even though I'm sitting here telling you, and I mean it, that I really, really, really want, you know, something along the lines of 6X, I also wonder if that'll end up meaning that I, I am the one without a chair when the music stops, right? Like, I don't want one, I don't want two, but I also don't want six. Well, shoot. Now what? <laughs> so we shall see. All right, let's take a break. Thank on the, Oh, I didn't give you my actually my shopping list, right? So it's iPhone oh, yes, I'm sorry. for me. iPhone for Adina because she's been on two year. Is she still on the SE or she's on a regular? No, she phone, right? she's she went on to the 10s. That was when she bumped up. She was holding on to an iPhone 4 for a really long time and then went up to a 10s. I gotcha. Um because she saw how good the camera was and got really mad about it. So we bought her. Yeah, a that's fair. Uh but yeah, she is on a 12 Pro. No, a 13 Pro or something like that. Mm. Um, she didn't get last year, so she's due for an update. I'll be getting whatever, and I'll get uh, an iPhone, an Apple Watch, and I hope that's all it's going to be. <laughs> what does that mean? I, who knows, right? Like, but I don't want to spend any more money than that. Fair so enough. I totally hear I don't that. want. I don't want anything more. So if that's that's all there is, then I'll be happy. That sounds good. Well, I'm excited. I, I am looking forward to it. Um, I am hopeful that if they ditch leather, which I, you know, like you said, there's plenty of good reasons to ditch leather. I hope that, you know, the new case options are good. I will say, not to say that, that they're equivalent, but the new braided cables, somebody was just talking about this. It might've been unconnected. Um, the new braided cables are so good. And so if, if there's a material made out of something or a case material made out of something similar to that, I think I might actually like it, assuming it doesn't, you know, suck up dirt or whatever the case may be, but We'll see. I like the braided cables. I have the yellow braided cable that came in my iMac and mm, still mm. use that and they look great. Yep. I totally hear that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We're, we're looking forward to it in just a few days as you hear this. So that's very exciting. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has got you covered with everything you need all in one place. With Squarespace, you can very easily set up an online store of your own. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, they have ordered the tools that you need to start selling online, including flexible payment options. Make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools. Accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. I would expect that you probably know by now that Squarespace is a fantastic place to set up a website of any kind, whether it is you want a store, or you want to create a blog or a portfolio, a site for your business, a site for an event coming up. But they also have additional things like you can stand out in any inbox of a Squarespace email campaign. You can encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers and start them on a journey to becoming loyal customers. You just start with an email template, customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site color and logo, plus the built-in analytics measure the impact of every send. 
Go and check it out for yourself today by going to squarespace.com analog for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com analog and use the code analog to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog and the code analog when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So, Mr. Developer Man. Oh, am I a developer? I thought I was a podcaster. But right now, you're both. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I couldn't resist. Well, but like his, <laughs> right, going back to that conversation, though, I would say that you are now more of a developer than you have been because you, I think you have an undeniable big success on your hands. No, well, first of all, thank you. And second of all, I, I think as much as I'm snarking, I, I think they're, everything you just said is accurate. Yeah, so... Call sheet's been out uh, roundabouts of a month, and uh, it's going well. Um, things are things are happening in a good way. Uh, you know, the response seems good. Um, I haven't had that many people that I've seen. In fact, very few few people I've seen have said that the app is bad. You know, a lot of people have said, "Well, why would I pay for this?" Okay, sure, but um, but no, no, not really anyone has said that the app is bad. In fact, a lot of people have been extremely complimentary about it, which. I know I sound surprised because I kind of am. Um, I think Call Sheet is really good. I genuinely do. But I'm getting compared occasionally to apps that I think are like best in breed, things like Carrot or Apollo, may it rest in peace, and and Overcast. And and I didn't expect those comparisons. You know, I th- I thought that Call Sheet's pretty darn good. I think I let it marinate arguably a little too long in test nope. flight, but but I think actually disagree. it was for the best. Hard yeah, disagree. It, 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 no, no, we're saying the same thing. It's just when I was in the heat of it, I thought, oh, I should have had this out a month or two ago. But now looking at it from the other side, I think, Mike, that you're right, that I, I it was in just as long as it needed to be and not a minute more. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really pleased, extremely pleased and thankful and appreciative to the response. Uh, sales are now looking pretty darn good. I haven't looked in the last few days. It's been a very, very busy weekend around here. Um, and last week as well, actually. So I haven't been, I haven't had my finger on the pulse as much as I would generally, but last I had looked, sales were good. And yeah, the response has been really phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I can't say enough good things about all the, the press that I've gotten and, and the feedback that I've gotten. It's all been extremely appreciative and that makes me extremely appreciative. And and the, there, there have been enough people opting into the bigger plans that it's made a noticeable dent. If you recall, it's a dollar a month or nine dollars a year, but you can optionally choose to pay twenty or fifty dollars a year, just because. And enough people have done that that it, again, it made it's made a difference, which has been stunning and exciting. And I did that just to see, you know, why, why far be it for me to get in the way of giving of having you give me more of your money. So I added all that. It's gone well. So. Yeah, so far so good. I'm I'm really 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 pleased and very very lucky. So what's next? That's right. So there there's some simple answers and some complicated answers to that. Uh, the simple answers are uh, in test flight right now. I in, in in a closed test flight that only like friends and and family are in. Uh, I have integration with Channels. Uh, we've probably spoke about this many times in the past. I certainly have on ATP. But Channels is an app. Uh, written by uh, actually a friend of mine and a couple other people, a friend in Richmond. And Channels is, it, it, it aims to be like a modern version of a TiVo. So if you have a piece of hardware that you can connect to a cable provider, or perhaps 
if your online cable provider supports something called TV Everywhere, I think that's what it's called. Maybe TV Anywhere. I always forget. I think it's everywhere. Anyway, you can use channels to be your DVR and so on and so forth. And so now in test flight, call sheet will look across your network and say, hey, are there any channels players playing right now? And if so, what are you playing? And if the, if a player responds and says, oh, I'm playing Letterkenny right now, then sure enough, right there on the top of the screen that shows like new movies and, and, and new TV shows and whatnot, I call that the discover screen right there at the top will be Letterkenny because it knows that channels is playing it somewhere in the house, which is really cool. And that was actually pretty straightforward to get working. I was pretty happy about that. Um, and then I decided, well, what I really should get is Plex working in the same way. And oh my word, Michael, that was such a nightmare. I think Why? I've got it mostly working, but Plex is a fork of XBMC. Were you familiar with, with XBMC from your old gaming days from like, you know, 20 years, literally 20 years ago. Does this mean anything to you? No, it sounds like no. Okay. So no. XBMC, I did a scan, my, but uh -huh. lost it. Right, is that so Xbox XB media console yep. or something? Or center yes. or something yeah, like that. Yes, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I remember now. It was like, I had this thought, I was like, no, wait, why is Plex? And so like, I got confused. Yes, exactly. So now apparently it's called Cody, K-O-D-I. But uh, once upon a time, it was XBMC. And to my recollection, maybe I've got the, uh, the lineage wrong here, but to my recollection, Plex was a fork of XBMC, you know, forever and a day ago. And yep. so... Um, so yeah, so a lot of the Plex code base is extraordinarily old, like genuinely 20 years old. And because of that, the way that they figure that, that, that the Plex clients talk to each other is older than the common technology that people would use today. That common technology is Bonjour, which you've probably heard of. Bonjour is what lets you find like printers on the same network without having to configure them and so on and so forth. And actually a tremendous amount of technology of zero config technologies run on Bonjour. Well, Plex is older than Bonjour. And so even though Channels uses Bonjour and Apple being the inventors of Bonjour, um, they, they have you know, fairly robust support for that stuff. Well, Plex's protocol is older than Bonjour and it's very similar in spirit, but very different in execution. And because of that, you have to do a whole bunch of stuff by hand that Apple would generally take care of if, if it was using that Bonjour stuff. It took me about a week to get this working and it's not that much code. It's just that much banging my head against the wall. I think I've got it going, so uh, I need to rework it a little bit. There's a couple things I don't love about the way it is right now, but soon, hopefully in test flight, hopefully in the next week or so, there will be Plex and Channels integration, and then I'll hope to have that in the App Store by the end of the month. Uh, after that, I think it's iPad app really needs to look better. I really got to get that squared away. Just the, the visual design of it needs to get a lot better. Um, and then I also have, I started just the teeniest bit of work on Okay, I know that I'm watching a movie with, I don't know, uh, Daniel Craig, let's say. And I know he was in a movie with Rachel Weisz, but I don't remember the name of that movie. Well, what, what films or shows or whatever were the two of them in together? And that sort of like union feature, I started work on and a lot of people have asked for it, but I haven't, uh, I haven't done too much with it yet. I'd like to get that squared away as well. So basically features, uh, that's all the simple stuff. The longer term question though, and we, we can unpack this either today or another day, Mike, because I'd be curious to hear your two cents, but uh, we don't necessarily need to unpack it today. The longer term vision is everyone seems to want Call Sheet to be a media tracking app. You know, what are the shows I am watching, have watched, will watch, et cetera. Can we pause there for a second? Yeah. Because I want to go back to the other thing that you're talking about. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So we'll come back to that. I don't use Plexor channels. Uh-huh. 
but I want it to work with my Apple TV. Uh, yes. Well, that makes you normal. Um, okay. The problem with that is there is no officially understood protocol to do what you're describing. There there are ways to do it, like the Home Assistant uh, zealots have pointed out to me that there is a way to do it. But from what I understand, it is unbelievably, impossibly, terribly complicated to the point that it would probably take me a month to do it just that. And it would be amazing if I can get it to work, but I think there are bigger fish I need to fry first. Mm, I mean, I would say, I would say that is super, that will be more beneficial to you, like than channels and Plex. Oh, it it certainly would. So I I feel like that it would be the ideal way to do this system. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. It's just a matter of these were well. I thought Plex was going to be an easier win than it ended up being. But Channels was only a day or so of work, maybe two, something like that. It was very, very little. Plex was quite a bit more. I would genuinely like wonder if it would be worth releasing this functionality and, until you explore the full thing. Because all you will get is people asking you to do what I'm asking. And like, do you want to subject yourself to that? Uh, well, that's fair. That's fair. And you maybe know? I should give it a quick college try. I don't know. But I have tried looking at a couple of open source projects like um a home assistant that do this sort of thing yeah and unfortunately not only am i trying to read a programming language that i'm not terribly familiar with but there's so many interconnected parts because all of these projects that do this sort of thing are so big and so massive that yeah. I, I just my eyes are spinning in opposite directions as soon as i start looking at it and it does feel like this is the kind of thing where you're running up against a, a very strong likelihood of a reject well yeah very well could be and and i think apple to your point, doesn't really want you to do this sort of thing because how do they know that I'm not, you know, reporting in your viewing watch your viewing habits to like Facebook or something? Well, they like should that, be which able of course- to know that though. Like, if that's the question, the the answer is in the code, right? It's sure, but you know, I don't think App Review gets quite to that level, um, from what I can tell. And either way, it's just I, I think that's why they don't provide any sort of official API for it because they don't know what people will do with it now. As with all things Apple, I would argue that you should tell the user, look, you know, they're going to be able to see anything you're watching. Are you cool? Yes, no. And then at that point, it should be up to the user. But, you know, who am I to, who am I to dictate? But I don't know. I, I'll, I'll give it a quick, I'll give it a look for sure. I have given it a look a couple of times. And like I said, I've, I've become woozy. I've been so dizzy trying to make heads or tails of it. But, um, but yeah, I, don't, I, I, I agree with you that that is the holy grail. And it would be absolutely freaking amazing if I can make it happen. So we shall see. Uh, but yeah, the longer term question is, you know, do I want to become a media management and tracking app? And I don't know that that's what I want, but I worry that the media management and tracking apps will eat my lunch before I can eat theirs. You know what I mean? And so I think the longer term, probably bigger term fall project or at the latest, you know, winter project will be to start at least exploring or adding those sorts of features into call sheet. And what would that look like, do you think? Like, what is what is? I that? think it would be an expansion of the idea of pinning. So right now, you know, you can pin things for yeah. any reason. It could be because it's something you want to watch or something you are watching frequently or whatever the case may be. And I think it would take pinning and make it much, much, much bigger and more complicated. I know that's what I would want because, like, I the only use I have that I have for pinned shows in Corsi is I'm like faking this functionality of like right remind me of something that i've thought of watching and like i feel like realistically what you're trying what you would want to do here is make like call sheet the home for tv and movies in people's yeah, minds exactly. like that's mm-hmm. that's what you want it to be right and so i feel like 
this is like a really good next step, like logical functionality to add, which is like if somebody's looking through something, they'll be like, oh, I want to see like this movie that this person was in. Let me just add it to my queue in call sheet. Like after I've done all the research about them or whatever. Or like, oh, what else was Leonardo DiCaprio in? Oh, I want to watch that movie. And then you add it to your queue and call sheet. Yep, exactly it. So we'll we'll see. No no promises, no guarantees there, but that is the 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 longer term vision is, you know, to see to see if I can do that sort of thing and do it in a privacy focused and and you know easy and good way for the user. So I don't know. We'll see. But all in all, it's been going incredibly well. Um, I am so, uh, the last week or so has been different, but um, because of, of all sorts of family and life priorities. But uh, but generally speaking, I am still working on it. You know, hard and heavy, fast and furious. Uh, I am working probably almost as hard as I was right before launch. Um, but nevertheless, I, I'm enjoying it. And I'm really excited to have a project where once I throw it across the the fence, so to speak, and once it's on the app store. I feel like there's so much more left to be done in a happy and good way. You know, there's things I could do to Masquerade or Peak of You, but I'm not sure that the the juice is worth the squeeze there. Whereas here, I feel like every way I can make this app better, it it, it makes it you know more likely to have new people sign up or talk about it or whatever the case may be. So uh, I'm really, really, really looking forward to digging back in. You know, at, later this week, probably tomorrow, in fact to start really cranking on this, you know, revamp of the Plex stuff and get a few other things out the door into in, into the app store. So I'm having fun. It's been really great. Are you dealing with a lot of customer support? Not bad. Um, there's a lot. Actually, I was going through, I, I had a backlog of like 60 emails, which for me Whoa! is quite a lot. But no, that, no, that was Casey, just general life emails. That's just a lot. It's not like for me, that's a lot of emails. 60 emails that require some kind of response Mm-hmm. is a lot of freaking email. Well, so that was the non-call sheet emails. I have the call sheet emails oh. skipping the inbox and going to a different folder, and there are 26 of them as we sit here today. So, oh, so what's the 60 then? That was just general. Well, some of that was call sheet emails that didn't get caught in my you know filters right. or whatever, but most of that was just life and business stuff. You know, um, Sponsors for ATP that I needed to uh, address or whatever, uh, <laughs> ATP feedback. Um, you know, so a lot of hesitancy of in that word address there. That's well, funny. yeah, I, I wasn't sure the way I would handle it. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. In any case, there's just all, all sorts of life emails and a lot, you know, again, uh, podcast listeners who deserve a reply, whether or not they wanted it, you know, and, and things I wanted <laughs> to read, but I, that I hadn't had a chance to read yet. So just all sorts of stuff, but nevertheless, yeah, so email. I got 26 call sheet emails to look at from the last week or so, but it it hasn't been bad. A lot I mean, of it, that is still like 26 emails. That it's not nothing deserve responses. I mean, that is another potential 26 emails as well, right? Like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the um, thing of it. That is the thing of it. But yeah, I I think the the good thing is that the feedback has been pretty consistent in the grand scheme of things. Like a whole bunch of people saying in a nice way. Why doesn't it do X? Yeah. And generally speaking, if a whole bunch of people are saying the same thing, then I can go make it do X. And then it the is problem like is solved. A, if you look at it in the right way, it is like a barometer of, of potential benefit, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Th- these are things that you could add to the app and it would mm-hmm. be of a benefit to you because people, a number of people seem to instinctively want 
that thing to be there. So it's like, oh, okay, like this could be a cool thing to put in. Mm. Exactly. So um, it it hasn't been too bad, and I haven't seen but a couple of people grumpy about like, oh, this shouldn't cost money or. Oh, this is garbage. You know, there's been very, very little of that, which has been excellent. Cartman was one of your customers. That's good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I I don't think I could do a Carmen voice if I tried, but it wasn't that dissimilar. I wasn't that dissimilar. You're right. Uh, But no, I've been very, 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 very lucky. And I appreciate everyone who has even checked out the app and certainly those who have who have joined and subscribed. I am so incredibly appreciative. Yep. I genuinely believe that this can be the beginning of Casey List, the developer. In the sense so. of like how you can be seen around, right? Like this is, a, you know, it's like how you see yourself, how people see you, all that kind of stuff. These are conversations we've had on the show before. And I feel like this is one of those times where you are able to change that opinion in people's minds because you have a top to bottom, genuinely no question about it, good app. Like, well, thank you. I use it every day. No, and that's a, that's about all anyone can ask for. Yeah. So. Every single day I use it, but especially because of a TV show that we're watching right now, and I will get to in a little bit why like Koshi is having a, a real renaissance in our home right now because of this one television show that we're watching. <laughs> like we thought we were using it a lot. Now I'm we're using it like multiple times a day, every single day because of this show, and uh, it's just super simple to use. It's very nice and. It you know it serves the roles it's supposed to, and now I guess it is the case of like what other jobs can it do, and so like yeah, that, exactly. that's mm-hmm. when you start to really stretch your wings of the application and, and push it forward. So proud of you, yeah, happy for you. Oh, thank you. I'm pleased it's going so well. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Let me tell you about another app, an app that I love called Fitbod. Fitbod is all about helping you change your fitness level, but. This is a daunting task. How do you get started? Fitbod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that is made just for you. You want it just for you because everybody has their own path in fitness. Like Fitbod uses data. They have tailored, they have made some very uh, complex algorithms that are set out to understand you, your fitness goals, and your ability at training to create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment that you have access to. And this is all contained within an app that's super easy to use and super easy to help you learn and and perfect every exercise. The way they teach you the exercises, they have instructions, but they also have HD video tutorials. There are over 1,400 of them in the Fitbod app. They're all shot from multiple angles. This makes sure that learning every exercise is super simple. Fitbod's key thing is they learn about you and the exercises that you're doing to mix up the muscle groups that you're working on, the exercises that you're doing, how many sets, how many reps, and how much weight you're doing over time. This will serve to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. They also make sure to not overwork muscles or underwork muscles because this can negatively impact your results. So it's all about, like with a diet, a well-balanced workout routine. That's when you're going to see the real benefit. It also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing things up. You can track your achievements and personal bests in the app with their tracking charts. And if you are an Apple Watch, a wearer, smartwatch wearer, it integrates there. And also with apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. 
Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get yourself a fantastic 25% off your membership by signing up today at fitbod.me slash analog. That is F-I-T-B-O-D dot me slash analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan and 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash analog. And thanks to FitBod for the support of this show and Relay FM. You sent me a message the other day where I imagine you were you were typing through tears on your iPhone, falling down onto the screen as you were telling me that both of your kids are now in school. I imagine this is an emotional day in this household. Oh, it was it was a day. <laughs> it was it was a day. Um, yeah. So going back a bit, I think a a very brief history lesson is in order. Uh, when we started analog, it was what was it August of of twenty fourteen? Is yep. that right? Do I have the, when when was Relay's birth? It was August twenty fourteen. Uh, yeah, August twenty fourteen. And uh, at that point, I was you know traditionally employed. Erin um, was pregnant still. She was toward the end of her pregnancy with Declan, but you know I I was not. Depending on where where you draw the line, and I'm not looking to have a debate about this, but you could argue I was not yet a dad because uh, certainly you know there was not a baby in arms yet. No, I, I don't really feel like that. I mean, who's arguing well, it, it, that? I don't know. You're it, expecting, it, it, but you're not uh, exactly. Right? I, again, I don't. We don't need to belabor the point. But suffice to say, I was I was not. I did not have a baby in arms. Erin uh, had just left her job so she could be a stay at home mom, but I was still very very much employed. Um, I was not at the job that I ended up leaving, you know, a couple of years later, I was at a, a different job. Um, and within the first, I don't know, a couple of years of analog, then we had Declan, I ended up, uh, going in, oh no, then we had Michaela and then I ended up going indie. And when I went indie, I had said to you, I am pretty sure I said it publicly, but I had said to you certainly privately that, hey, at this point, Declan was, I think, three and a half years old or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. If we can go all the way until when he starts kindergarten, which would be the fall of 2020, little did we know, then, hey, you know, you that, that. that is, you know, I mean, we got there, but uh, that is our goal. If, but then the stretch or reach goal is what if we can make it until Michaela is in kindergarten? Because once the two of them are out of the house, I don't need to be, well, I didn't need to be here, but you know what I mean? I don't need to be here anymore. And if I want to get a traditional job, then so be it. And a couple of weeks ago, as we record this, uh, we put Declan and Michaela on the big yellow bus to go to school. We go on the same and, bus? Yep. Because it's the same school. It's uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. So K1, 2, 3, 4, 5 is all uh, in the same, as we call it, elementary school. Um, then elementary in the future, there'll be... Uh, yeah, exactly. And then in the future, there'll be a middle school, which is grade six, seven, eight. And then high school is nine, 10, 11, 12. And then after right. that, they would do, you know, what we call college, you call university. There's probably, strictly speaking, a difference, but I don't care. But anyway, uh, but yeah, the point is on a couple of Mondays ago, we put Michaela on the bus with Declan and it was a real ugly morning around the Lewis household. Uh, Aaron was absolutely destroyed in a, in a good way, but destroyed. I was okay. Okay, I was not great, but I was okay. Um, but then we, I was sitting in the back in the screened-in porch because it was a pretty nice morning, and I think Aaron was in the kitchen. And we were just kind of taking a moment to ourselves separately because we were trying to collect ourselves and just get through the, you know the first couple hours of them being gone. And um, 
and and we've the, we've become really really close with a family. I actually, was just talking about the husband of the family, Brad, a little while ago, uh, with his big phone. Well, the the big wife phone Brad, family, as we call him big phone Brad, as yep. we call him. That's right, as he's known in the neighborhood. <laughs> he, he listens. He listens to the show, so he's going to get quite a chuckle. As he's probably chuckling right now as old, he hears this. But anyway, be over there, you know. <laughs> in any case, uh, we're we've become really close with family over the last year, and the the wife and the family, coincidentally, also named Aaron, is the kids' well, that's music not teacher. Confusing. No, not at all. Uh, so, but but the other Aaron uh, is the kids' music teacher at the elementary school, and. She did the kindest thing, and I don't know why or how she did this because politically, so to speak, I can't imagine it was a nightmare, but she ran, it, well, maybe not literally, but effectively ran into Michaela's kindergarten class like 10, 20 minutes after she got there, bombed into the class, or at least this, this is my headcanon anyway, goes bombing in the class, says, hi, I'm your new music teacher, and then decides to take a picture with just Michaela and send it to us, and I... Friggin' wept as was soon as I saw that picture. Was a good thing for you? I felt like this probably wasn't. No, it a was. Good, it like, was. No, no, nice, no, it was a good like, thing. Like, <laughs> as that you explain, like it's like ruins you for the day. No, it was a good kind of ruination. Okay. Though, right title. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, but no, what? It, because it, at that point, it was like, oh my flipping god, she like. I, there's proof. There's a visual proof. That she is in school, she is legit a kindergartner. <laughs> you now, think which, she might have been sneaking off? Well, can you right. Imagine? No, I mean, I, I, can you really, imagine? Can, she, just, she, she just decided to go to the playground. She never she's entered a little the school. Bandit, just, you know? Yeah, but it, I mean, all snark and kidding yeah. aside, it was like the kindest thing. And imagine, you know, I, 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 I didn't. I don't want to ask her about it because I don't. I don't know if I want to hear the answer. But mm-hmm. here it is. She's going into this kindergarten class. These kids have no idea who she is. It ends up that she's the music teacher. But then she decides to take a picture with just one of them. Like. How she politically managed that with all the other kids and the and the, and the her teacher, Michaela's kindergarten teacher is like the nicest lady. And if you recall, I am at the point that I will take a damn bullet for Declan's kindergarten teacher because she mm. reinvented herself. We've talked about this innumerable times. Reinvented herself for COVID and doing you know online learning, and then eventually yep. she was doing teaching for both the kids at home and the kids at school. It was nuts. Well. This she has since retired from the elementary oh, school that, that Michaela's at, which is which is really sad. Um, but, but good for her. But good for her. Yeah. And it seems like her doppelganger, from an emotional perspective, is 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 Michaela's teacher, yeah. which is amazing. So I am I am probably soon to be to be standing in front of bullets for either teacher at the, mm. <laughs> at the rate we're going. Um, but anyway, the, it, I can only imagine Aaron, the, the the music teacher, going in and saying, "Oh, I just want to take a quick picture with this one kid." Like that must have been so awkward to work out. But she did it, and she sent it to us. And I was sitting on the screened-in porch, and I saw this this photo from her, and just freaking wept. And again, it was a good thing. It was a good thing, but. It was like, oh man, this is real. Like, not only uh, it's it's real that she's there. She looked happy, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Which is all you can really ask for. Um, yeah, and and we did it. Like, not to be silly, but we did it, Joe. You know, like Aaron and I, we did we it, did Joe. It. We, you know, we 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 got we got her there. And <laughs> and it's silly as that sounds. It's such an amazing, incredible feeling, and I'm just so. I'm just so incredibly thankful that the kids made it. They're 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 they seem happy. You know, they're doing well as far as we can tell. Um, you know, Michaela keeps getting off the bus and she's she's happy getting off the bus, which again, that's about as much as you could possibly ask for. Um, it's just been we've been incredibly, incredibly lucky. And I'm so 
so proud of both kids and so thankful. And I'm, I'm thankful for the other Aaron for sending that picture, even though it may not sound like it. I really, really am. Um, it, it was just such a, it's, it's such a gift. All of these teachers, it, including, you know, our friend Aaron, they're so incredible and they get so little kindness in return from us. You know, it, not, not like Aaron and me, I'm saying broadly speaking, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, we don't treat them the way that, that we should as a, as a society. And it's it's just incredible the the gift that we've been giving for both these kids. So Mike, I, I'm not going to put this in the show it? notes, but yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It's super weird. Yeah. Um. I and it's weird. You know, now she is legit having a lot of experiences without us. We saw that in preschool as well. No, no. I mean, but, I mean. Uh, sorry. Yes, that is odd, right? Because it's like <laughs> she's gone from her entire life being with you to now being with other people. Yep. Like that's strange, but also. I guess kids just adapt so fast. It's just like, really, it's us that has the weirdness of it. They're fine with it. What I mean is, it's weird how, like, teachers are treated. Oh, it's not weird. It's freaking terrible. That they are doing. Like, it's a very strange thing where it's like, intellectually, we all understand, but then, like, push comes to shove and they don't get resources or pay which is equivalent with the importance. A hundred thousand trillion percent. Yeah. I I could go on a 17-hour rant. Let's have a podcast-a-thon level rant about this. Not really, of course, but it is up, just abysmal the way, I won't speak for the UK, but the way Americans treat teachers is that they're glorified babysitters and it's truly heinous and awful. And I didn't think, I, I, I think I, I, I appreciated it or understood, maybe is a better word for it, at a cursory, cursory level before I met Erin and before she started teaching full-time. But having seen what my Erin went through for the eight years that she taught, and she taught in what was, by most measures, a reasonably easy school. You know, not a lot of, of violence or disciplinary issues, but it had its other, it, all sorts yep. of other problems. And she got paid nothing, and she got appreciated not at all. And it's just unreal. And it's exactly what you said. These these teachers have some of the most most important jobs in the world, and yet we pay them nothing and say, oh, by the way, you should be thankful for what you get. Oh, you get two months off. What are you complaining about? Like, oh, like you do. You have any idea how hard a teacher works? I, I have no. I have no tolerance for that. And you, you and I are cool. Like you, I. Uh, this is a very. This is a lot of words for me to say. Heck yeah, Mike. I completely agree with you. It's just. It's awful. It's truly, truly awful. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um I feel like intellectually I understand the answer to this question, but I'm just curious uh-huh. anyway. Um what makes you so emotional about the kids going to school? Like what what are you feeling? Like are you sad because they won't be with you every day? Are you like sad because they're growing up or is it like like what is the emotion that you're experiencing that makes you so upset? It's all of those things, right? Um, for Aaron, especially, like I enjoy having the kids around, but I am not the world's most patient human, and so there are definitely times that I'm like, "Okay, is it Monday yet?" Um, but I, and I love having the kids around, but but I think as much as I really enjoy having the kids around, like Aaron, I'm putting words in her mouth now, but I think she feels empty to some degree with without them here, and the house certainly feels kind of empty without them here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm painting myself as a terrible dad and I don't mean to, but you know, every normal parent has a time when they're like, for the love, just give me five minutes to be a human by myself hey. for a minute, you know? And 
And I think I get to that point quicker and easier than Aaron does. Um, and I think for her, you know, it, looking at it from Aaron's perspective in particular, she was a student for, you know, 22, 23 years or whatever it was. And then she was a teacher for eight years. And yeah. then she was a mom. Yeah. And now it's not that she's not a mom, but f- since 2014, since October of 2014, she has had at least one child here effectively always. Yeah. Right. And now she doesn't. Now the kids are spending arguably about the, I, th- I haven't done the math, but roughly the same amount of time in schools they spend with us waking time anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now it's not that Aaron isn't a mom, but that doesn't, that just the, resp- the daily responsibilities have shifted. Like exactly. Right? And like, so now, yeah. you know, what, it, what is she? Obviously she's still a mom. Obviously she's still a wife and so on and so forth. But in terms of her day to day, just like you said, her day to day responsibilities. Well, now what is she? And I think that, that hit both of us, obviously her much more so than me, but that hit both of us kind of hard, kind of quick because the ramp up to school, it was slow. And then it was all at once, you know, kind of like bankruptcy, I guess. But, you know, we were getting the schools while Aaron was getting school supplies and we were prepping the kids and talking it up and so on and so forth. But it was still so far distant in the future. Then all of a sudden there it is. Okay. She's on the bus. They're on the bus. They're gone. Mm. And it's just overwhelming. It's whiplash. And um, somebody in the chat asked, you know, do, do, are we allowed to go into the school in the first day? Um, the, what our school does is something called a boohoo wahoo breakfast. Some parents are so excited to get the kids out of the house, and that's the wahoo part. And some parents are super sad about the kids oh, leaving so the house. Cringy. Oh my god! And, and it's very oh cringy, god. but I feel like I'll, it, I will eat myself alive trying to deal with some of these things. But I get it. I get it. I get it. It's no. It's it's all those things all at once. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, the two of us did go, and it was very cute because it was designed for just the kindergarten parents, and it was in the cafeteria in the school, and they had a table with little place setting for each <laughs> teacher, so you would meet the other stu- or the other families that were from your class, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, so you would sit with other people from your student's class. As it turns out, our table had only one dad at it and then the two of us so it was a little bit anticlimactic but uh we did go and had a couple of donuts and uh it was very cute but no we didn't see we didn't really see or interact with her um until subsequent to school and she got off the bus to do it though man i feel like if on the first day you're still hanging out with your parents you know what i mean it's like it's setting the wrong expectation for what school's gonna be like i feel like you know I'm sure there have been many child psychologists that have tried to answer what the best result is for this. And you'd like to <laughs> exactly. hope that the school system is paying attention to that. Yeah, but it, it was funny, though, for the first couple of weeks, where I think we're in week three now, uh, for the first couple of weeks, well, especially the first couple of days, Michaela came home and she was happy getting off the bus, which is all we want. But then within like half an hour, an hour of being at home, just complete freaking meltdown because she's exhausted. She's gone Mm. hard all day. It's such a change to what she's used to, just complete meltdown. And then I think it was last week, there was a day that both of them were just bawling simultaneously. You know, it seems like fun. Oh, it's it was something. It's parenting is what it is. But, <laughs> this isn't um, a moment where you're like, can't wait for you to go back to school tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, right? This is one of those times where it's like, okay, bedtime for everyone. 9 a.m. tomorrow, baby. Yep, it's like, it, you know, I, mean, I know you're kidding, but there's there's also some truth to it. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I mean, it's it's the way it is, right? It's just yes. that they're going, they're going We're so hard. We're all people. And, We're all individuals, right? And yeah. like, so like, you're allowed to hold two feelings, right? Exactly. You, so right. yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I have a picture, which again, I'll not put in the show notes, but I am sending to Mike of, you know, this is Declan. You imagine, you know, they're, this is Declan in Declan's bathroom and he's standing up and he is clearly, you know, his glasses are off. He's upset and he's just hugging Aaron and Aaron is just hugging him back oh. because he is so sad. And this was at, I don't remember what time it was. I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like 630 at night, which even for Declan that was is a sad uh, boy. It was right early there. and it yeah. was, yeah, he was a very, very sad boy. I appreciate so. that you take photos of these moments. I think I would too. Like I thought what you were going to send me was a, is a picture of a child just like crying like yeah i i feel like in that moment i i would take photos of this of just like this is just quite a situation we have found ourselves in at this moment and like there is a there is a humor to it later on i i suppose yep that's it and so anyways it's gone extremely well don't get me wrong i i hope i'm not trying to paint a picture otherwise but it's been a lot it's been a lot for all of us especially for aaron and especially for michaela michaela because she's just doing something so wild and new yeah. And Aaron, because she's now redefining herself. Yeah, and I, you know, I hope that Aaron is able to have a successful period here of like working out other things that she is delayed and would like to to bring back. Yeah, yeah, oh, or absolutely start fresh in her life mm-hmm. now that she has a little bit more breathing space, I guess, in the day. Yep, uh, and I think that now this week, as we record, it's really the first week that hasn't been either. Oh, school or oh, Aaron's fortieth was uh, the, just this pe- the end of August. Happy and so, yep. So happy birthday to to Aaron. And so there was a whole bunch of party prep that she ended up getting involved with because that's how awful I am as a <laughs> okay, husband. Apparently, so should, there are some things that we just keep just keep to yourself. You know. <laughs> well, you know, I, we're not going to belabor it, but suffice to say, she got involved in party prep, and yeah. so she's been busy for the last couple of weeks. And I'm very excited for this week for her to just hopefully. Uh, just oh, be able to just chill, and mm-hmm. that's the plan. Well, let's hope she doesn't have another birthday so she can relax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, are you are such a jerk, but I deserve it. Uh, all right, let's 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 distract and talk about something awesome. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why it's America's number one meal kit. You can kickstart a fresh full routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take the credit. HelloFresh takes the stress out of meal time by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes directly to you. You can skip that ex- those extra steps and have dinner ready in no time. And because a new season calls for new meals, HelloFresh has a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners and more to choose from. Take your pick from 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle, from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. I've been a HelloFresh customer for many years now. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. HelloFresh taught me how to cook. I had no idea what I was doing in the kitchen, and now I've learned additional skills because their instructions are so good, and they make they take a lot of the stress out of the 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 cooking process there are still uh there are new meals that i cook very frequently there are also old favorites that i return to i still have those recipe cards because HelloFresh has taught me some really awesome new meals to help balance my diet out more and give me some skills in the kitchen go to hellofresh.com slash 50 analog and use the code 50 analog for 50 percent off plus 15 percent off for the next two months 
That's all lowercase, H-E-L-L-O-F-R-E-S-H dot com slash 50analog and the code 50analog50analog to get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. There's a link in the show notes that you can click as well. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out for yourself. A thanks to HelloFresh for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right. But you've been talking about something you've been watching and that's brought up some call sheet stuff. What What is on this list of stuff that you've been seeing recently? So the thing that we're talking about, so we had Adina's mom come to visit, which I think ah, I right, yes. mentioned briefly on the last yes, episode. Yes, you did. You did. That went great. Uh, Excellent. They went up to Scotland together, which was a good time and everybody loved it and, and it was really nice. I'll say one of the huge differences for us is having an actual spare bedroom now. Oh, I can only imagine. Because when we were in the flat, we had a like a sofa bed in like our big couch could turn into a sofa bed. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. a sofa couch in that way. Like it was much more couch, but it also you could pull a bed out from part of mm-hmm. it. Like it was mm-hmm. one of those corner sectionals, so it was actually super good. Um, but now we have an actual uh, uh, guest room. So when. Like, if Adina's mom wanted to go to bed, she would go to bed sooner than us. She could just leave. We didn't need to leave the living room. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it's bedtime now, so everyone has to go to bed. And, like, we would right. watch TV on our iPad or whatever in bed, mm-hmm. which I don't really like to do. Um, and so now it was so much easier because we could all have a little bit of space from each other, too, when was needed. Like, it was that was very helpful. This was good, and I was happy for it. And it made, I think, the trip way easier for everyone because we weren't completely on top of each other for like the 10 days that she was here. So <laughs> super good, really great. And that was helpful. Uh, but during, there was a reason I brought this up. Adina's mom loves uh, a lot of like, kind of like the crime drama shows. Uh-huh. And she wanted to watch a show that we have here in the UK called Midsummer Murders. It is like a episode each like they're like 90 minute episodes like tv movie kind of things but it's like a tv show and there have been kind of two iterations of the show with like different leads like the 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 actual detective um Mm. but this show has been going on for like 20 years or something and it's very like simple kind of cookie cutter like there are multiple murders multiple affairs in every episode right and like and then there's a the person who's been conducting all of the killers at the end of it, right? Uh, yeah, as Emma's pointed out, I said 20 years. It's probably like 40 years or something this TV show's been on in the UK. <laughs> so it's a very old show. Uh, and Adina's mom wanted to watch it, and like it was kind of funny, really. Like It was in English. It was just all in English. But she says she can kind of just follow it, which is like really interesting, because I think oh, wow. we've been so formulaic and she likes that kind of stuff. Well, now me and Adina are hooked on Midsummer Murders. Now we have been watching it. Uh, since Adina's mom left because it's so easy to watch it's like enjoyable and like so formulaic it's kind of what right now we've got a lot going on and having something that is very simple that we kind of understand before we start watching it without Mm -hmm. any there's not gonna be any left turns or whatever like this is just like an easy show to watch the reason I need Corsheet Midsummer Murders is like an absolute classic in britain and it's been going on for so long that it's kind of like a mark of a career of a british actor to be on midsummer murders uh interesting so every episode 
has a vote, like the cast goes quite deep. There'll be some people who are like, what do I know that person from? And then there'll also be people that are just like straight up Hollywood actors, right? Who either it happened before or after. Like there are so many people in this show that have been in Harry Potter movies, obviously. Oh, that's right? wild. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, the, the, like it goes, it's, it, as Kate says, it's very true. It's kind of like Doctor Who. In a way, like mm, it is an mm-hmm. institution in the UK that every actor wants to be on an episode because it's something you kind of get to tick off your resume. And I right. imagine it's also like pretty simple to shoot. It's probably like a few days of your life and you get to do it. Maybe you get to be the murderer, right? Like it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like a fun thing to do. So it's been a lot of like, hey, who is that? Oh, it's that person. And then we use open call sheet and find out what they've been on. Nice. And I like it is actually kind of really good in Call Sheet because it's like how do we find the episode? There's 23 seasons of this show, right? Mm-hmm. But it's very mm-hmm. easy. We just on the top, you click the season that we're on and then you've got all the episode titles there with the image and it's easy for us to to go in and find it and then find who the cast is because you've also got cast and like the like recurring cast like separated inside mm-hmm. of the episodes, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's very easy for us to go in and find the the just the person we're looking for in that one moment. So, excellent. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. What else are you doing? Uh, I want to make a recommendation for a Netflix TV show that we watched called Painkiller. It is a hmm. What are these things based on a true story kind of okay. stuff? And it is about the OxyContin epidemic. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Purdue, the drug company. Mm-hmm. It's it's the story of them. Really good. The reason I watched it is Matthew Broderick's in it. He's the lead. Uh, this is a good show, and I learned something from it. It was interesting to watch, so I like that. It was really good. I love Matthew Broderick, so I, I really recommend this. Netflix has a lot of this kind of stuff, right? So it's like take your pick on the thing that you're going to watch that is some kind of biopic about something on or not yeah. right uh, mm-hmm. this is another one of those but the performances are good and it's the story is like really interesting the way that it unfolds so uh recommended but obviously sad and a little bit gruesome in places that i wasn't expecting um yeah. but yeah and then also start playing starfield it's the new bethesda rpg Ah uh, yes, uh, mm-hmm. been, pl- pl- been put a few hours into it so far, and I'm very intrigued about this show. That uh, show, this this game. <laughs> I, I keep, you know, it's one of these games where I'm not completely set on exactly how I feel about it yet. But when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. So that's oh, usually a mark of it of it being good in some way that is grabbing me. And give me the the ten second spiel on what it is. Um, space RPG. So okay, you are, you know, this is like hundreds or thousands of years into the future and uh human race has populated other galaxies and universes and you have the access to go to these other planets and fulfill jobs and there's a there's a quest, you know, there's like some kind of mysterious quest of this artifact and it's you're kind of going along that journey. And this is not like a World of Warcraft sort of thing, it's just you. It's not an MMORPG, massively multiplayer yeah, right, right. online. No, it's it's just you. It's just a sing, it's a single player RPG. Gotcha. That's cool. The the game company Bethesda. This is this is what they do. Like this is their thing. They made Fallout. If you've ever heard of Fallout, yep, I've heard they of made it. Fallout. I've never it. They made Oblivion, Elder Scrolls. Like 
this is this is what they do. And like all Bethesda games, it's uh, it's also a little bit janky in places because that's just also <laughs> how their stuff tends to be. Oh, cool. But no, but you expect it because this is like their games are so big and weird and and like uh, uh, vast that there's kind of no other way to do it for Fair them enough. anyway. So they're, I presume they're based out of Maryland then, which means they're only a couple hours away from me. Are they based on that? Because Maybe. Bethesda is a relatively large city in Maryland. So I Maybe that's where they started. I don't know about now. Oh, they're headquartered in Rockville, which is also in Maryland. So yeah. I would assume that's, yeah, that, that's probably the history. This is one of the many game studios that Microsoft bought. Oh, interesting. Okay. But this was mm-hmm. before. Buying Bethesda is what made it so hard for them to, one of the reasons that it was right. so hard for them to okay. acquire yeah, Activision yeah, yeah. is they already bought a huge game publisher. Well, they actually bought a company called Zenimax, which owned, which is like multiple game studios. One of them was Bethesda. I got you. Huh. This was a few wow. years ago. And this game, Starfield, would have been cross-platform, but now it's just now. PC and Xbox. <laughs> I'm playing yeah, it on PC. Enough. Zenimax has a subsidiary id software my word yeah Zenimax is huge apparently good so this is the thing people like people who didn't don't understand gaming don't understand that Activision would have just been another studio that Microsoft were buying a lot of people were talking about like oh well PlayStation bought all these studios and that's why Microsoft needs to as well it's like you obviously have no idea about all the studios that Microsoft owns they they own more than enough studios before buying Activision, which is why I did not and do not support the Activision deal because if they can't get it done with the studios that they have, then there's arguments about whether they can get it done at all. But so that's that's a story for a different show, not this one. <laughs> which show would you recommend, Mike? Honestly, none. Like <laughs> oh, I don't really right. talk so about th- this anywhere, but it leaks in every now and again. All right, fair enough. Uh, I have a quick question for you. How is your Sonos life these days? Oh, great. I'm having a great go time. Ahead. It was really good for that show Painkiller. There was a there was a lot of like bass-driven uh music in it, like for mm-hmm. drum dramatic effect, and it really added to uh the experience. I will say uh, Midsummer Murders does not take full advantage of the surround sound system that yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But by and large, like I'm really liking it. I have yet to play any any like serious video games using this system. Um, probably the next game that I will play will be Spider Man, and that I'm very confident that Spider Man, which is coming out in October, will be taking advantage of the the full uh, Atmos uh, system. I, that would I got. think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, for me. Oh, uh, did I tell you that I've been listening to music on the on the the beam now? Oh no! Your recommendation. Good. You were right. It's yeah. amazing. It adds such a huge oh, difference. Okay. Yeah, I really oh, agree. Uh, with uh, yeah, I'm very glad. I, I'm not surprised, but I'm very glad to hear that. I'm glad yeah. you tried it. I'm glad it's worked out. So that's, yeah, we that's do excellent. it now quite often because it's awesome. It's it adds a huge difference. There you go. Um, I'm very, that makes me very and happy. isn't complicated. The system doesn't get confused. That I was worried that was going to happen, but I, oh I had yeah, that yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's usually pretty darn good at divining what you want, be it TV or music or what have you. And every once in a while it does get it wrong, but it's very rare in my experience. Yeah. It's very, very rare. Yeah. In fact, if anything, the, the only times it gets it wrong is when I, is when I want to turn on the Apple TV and just look at something. And the bloop, 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 bloop of you scrolling around the Apple TV, it sees that there's input coming from the TV. And so it's like, stop everything! Yeah, stop you can't everything. argue with that, it's though, TV can time. you? No, right. no, 100, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm not I, saying I totally you are, get. but it's, this is one of those things where, like, 
you only need a cursory understanding of the technology to be like, oh, I see why you're doing that. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, no, I'm glad. I'm very glad to hear that. I have a trio of quick recommendations. Um, I have only seen the first episode so far, but the Strange Planet comic strip that mm-hmm. you probably saw fly around Instagram, uh, especially, I think it was like 2020, 2021, uh, Apple commissioned an entire animated series about it. I've only seen the first episode. It was very much in the in the spirit that you would expect it was funny and it was cute and it was like 20 minutes and it's very good you know easy watching you don't have to think too hard about it um which is great i really enjoyed that and we'll probably be watching more yeah this is um, on my list i think i'll dig it i mean i enjoy the comic strip a lot so yeah and the voice is like the voice cast is really good yeah oh they are very good i don't i don't even know who it is but i can tell you they're very good at what they're doing um then uh, I also would like to, in the media category, I'd like to recommend Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow. This is, if you were ever, Mike, to enjoy a novel, even on audiobook, I'm not saying you have to read it, read it, but this one I think would be right up your alley. It's, it's well, I think so, maybe. It, it's one of those things, not unlike this very program, where I have a hard time coming up with a good elevator pitch about it, but it basically follows the lives of two childhood friends who end up starting a video game studio and making video games. And I really enjoyed it. I'm not really sure why, to be honest with you, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I think if you were willing to give an audiobook the shot, you know, give give it a shot, I I would think that you would potentially really enjoy it as well. It's kind of a human interest story framed around a lot about video games but it's not like if you're not a huge video game person because i'm not anymore but a lot of it was video games of my youth which i enjoyed um but it takes place and you know it, it spans from early 80s to basically today and uh it, it was really fun and really enjoyable and i liked it and then finally uh in my never-ending quest to provide myself an at-home experience in places that are not at home um i purchased it's currently as we record today on on a pretty good deal here in america it, it lists for 200 bucks it's 130 dollars right now i purchased an arzopa portable monitor 2k comma 13.3 inches hdr portable blah, 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 etc so what this is is a usb-c powered portable monitor i think uh one true john has something like this as well yeah, federico and john have one and uh, yeah i don't remember exactly what I'll one they have find it i don't know how maybe someone <laughs> in the chat room knows but Fair I'll enough. Find it. Uh, but anyways, this is a portable monitor. What's great is it's it's USB-C powered and USB-C data. So it's one cable from my laptop to power the monitor and and you know provide data to it. CFO15 next 4K yeah, totally. OLED HDMI monitor. C Force. C Force. That yeah, they use the C Force monitors. That's I it. got you. Um so yeah, so this one it is fairly small in fact it's almost exactly the same footprint as my 14 inch macbook pro but what's great about it is it's 2k despite the fact that it's only 13 inches which means it is to my eyes anyway retina now granted the effective resolution is not uh, it's not tremendous i think it's like 720p pixel doubled but it's it's a really good accessory monitor that weighs very little and you can take with you places and so um, it's again, it's like 130 bucks, which is not nothing, but for an entire computer monitor really isn't bad. And for using this in like a library or a picnic bench or what have you, or, or picnic table rather, um, it's, it's a really nice setup and it's currently as we record anyway on sale. So, so what are you, what are you doing with it? So if I'm not at home, 
if I'm uh-huh. at a library working, if I'm at the grocery store, because remember they have like a little cafe area, uh, or if I were to go to a coffee shop and I'm not a coffee person, I would okay, set tea. this up adjacent to my Ma- my MacBook Pro screen. So I'm rocking two screens. Trust them. Even though even though I'm not at home, and I okay. I really enjoy it. And the only thing I will say is the um the the case around it does kind of work as a kickstand but it's not stupendous it's a little bit on the flimsy side but it's enough to get the job done so if you're looking for something like this in your life which maybe no other human is i can recommend it based on i've only had it for about a week now but it it worked out well so far so those are my recommendations for today we didn't talk about f1 at all i'm not saying we have to right now but we didn't we completely forgot to seasons picked up i i I just, I'm having a hard time being terribly invested when Max is just absolutely dominating everything always. Yeah, you gotta accept it. Like, I'm accepting it for what it is. Like, uh, you know, uh, I feel like I'm I'm watching a history being made. Um, so I'm just gonna continue enjoying it for as much as I can, even though it's not the history I want, but it's the history <laughs> I'm getting. And so I'm appreciating his skill at the moment. Like, I mean, that is true. Like I and I am like I genuinely am like uh, there are moments in races now where I where I find myself being more excited about seeing him do what he does because why not you know yeah uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to some to some more competition it's not even so much yeah. like I want it to be whoever I just know that I really enjoy watching him fight. With people and like yeah, this past yeah. weekend at Monza was great because Ferrari were unbelievably giving him a bit of trouble for a bit. And I find that <laughs> to be exciting to watch. And then giving each other trouble. That was ridiculous. I watched the end of the race as part of the like, let's watch the whole race in 30 minutes. You know, I watched like the first uh, two thirds. The it, was, it was a good yeah, race. It, it was good. It was pretty good. But um, yeah, the end, I didn't, I didn't get the full you know, story because I was watching the highlights, but it seemed bananas that the two that the two of them were going at it. As much I mean, honestly, were. like I think a lot of that falls at look at falls at the feet of Charles Leclerc. Like I just think he was going way too hard for something that he ultimately did not deserve based on his race performance. Like to try and mm-hmm. take second. Like it was that should have been Carlos that was uh, to take third. That was Carlos's race. Carlos was amazing. Uh and Leclerc's entire race was benefited by the work of Carlos Sainz. So then to try and take it at that moment just seemed a bit like, all right, bud. Like, and also, like the way in which he was trying to do it, where like on multiple occasions he nearly took both of them out of the race, it just seemed a bit like, yep. I don't yep. really know what you're expecting like is going to happen at the end of this. Yeah, it was very strange to me. But this is what they do. This They are, they're bulldogs, right? They are fighters. They, are, they all want to be champion. And so they're all going to fight tooth and nail, even if it doesn't even make perfect sense. 